Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. We kick off with what I expect will be an interesting open house conversation about the part that the faith of your parents play in our own faith journey. Not even just talking about Christian faith, even when there's no faith. What's the extent that that faith framework in which we're brought up in our families shapes our future faith? The other interesting question in this conversation is how subsequent generations in Australia have responded to Christian faith. There's been a marked decline in Anglo-Christian religions. What are some of the dynamics that have shaped that? We're keen for your input, your experiences, your views. To what extent has that faith of your parents shaped your faith outlook? Even if you have none, maybe you're an atheist. You may have been brought up in a Christian house and have continued on with that into adult life. Why was that? Was it a process of osmosis or a defining event, a moment, a person who influenced your faith choice? Love to hear from you. one three hundred forty twenty twenty. Maybe you've rejected, uh, drifted away from that faith of your youth, again, even if it's no faith. Like I'll explain in my life, I went on to embrace a faith that was absent in my family's life. And how do you see that generational component of this question influencing your choice about faith? Has our increasingly secular society, the way much of the church, doesn't move with the times? Has that all shaped those choices for you today? Love to hear from you. one three hundred forty twenty twenty. While you do, I want to explore these very questions with Bernard Salt, adjunct professor at Curtin University Business School and a partner with KPMG, who has his finger very much on the pulse of all this. He's done an extensive analysis on how this has all changed between the Australian censuses from 1981 to 2011. He's come up with some thought-provoking conclusions. Bernard Salt, welcome to Open House. Hi, Lee. Thanks very much for joining us, Bernard. So it's very clear from your analysis, the embrace of church and faith in Australia has dramatically changed over those years. It has indeed. In fact, um, the question on religious affiliation has been asked at Australian censuses since Federation. In 1901, 99.9% of Australia's 4 million people said that they believed in a god of some sort. By 1981, uh, which was the beginning of this uh, study, it was 88% of the population said that they had a faith of some sort, whether it's uh, Catholic or Presbyterian or Hinduism or, or whatever it was. By 2011, 30 years later, that proportion had dropped to 75%. Now, this is self-enumeration, and uh, yes, uh, people can uh, misrepresent the truth, but uh, between censuses, it's a, it's a fair indication that uh, over the last 30 years, about 13% of the Australian population has turned away from, um, from saying that they have a religious affiliation. And mostly from Anglo-Christian religions. Very much so. In fact, if you look at uh, the uh, faiths that have expanded... Hinduism, for example, Islam has expanded, uh, Buddhism has expanded. Uh, in fact, all of those faiths of the new migrants, uh, even Catholicism has, uh, has increased uh, over that uh, time frame, but uh, the Anglican Church, the Presbyterian Church, uh, Methodism, if you like, about 450,000 Methodists in Australia in 1981, barely 4,000 in 2011. I think largely because the Methodist Church officially ended yes. at some yes. point in the uh, late 1970s or so. Uh, but I think it's uh, symptomatic of a turn away from 
you would have to say English-based or British-based Christian uh, faiths to other uh, faiths. Um, and overall, there has been a diminution of, uh, of Australia's um, adherence to uh, a belief in God. And you can actually see that in our everyday society. You know, we, we play football now on a Sunday, shop trading on a Sunday. Uh, so the observance of the Sabbath, which was quite sacred in Australia in the post-war years and decades, has, uh, has, has changed in the last 30 years. I know the census will not give us answers about why that's happened. It'll just tell us what has happened. But as someone with very much his finger on the pulse of our society, do you have views about why that's happened? I think the loss of faith has occurred largely from one sector of the community, and that is from the uh, Anglo-based Christian uh, communities. Now, whether in fact... You, know, you could be get all psychological on this, and I suppose in in good times, the last thirty years, you know, there hasn't been a Great Depression, there hasn't been a Second World War. Uh, there's been an era of reasonable prosperity, and my thinking is, well, in times of prosperity, you're less inclined to believe in an afterlife when the here and now is so good compared to, say, the first half of the 20th century, where it was just one calamity after another, the calamity of the Great War, the calamity of the Great Depression, the calamity of the Second World War. And if you're a young person in the first half of the uh, 20th century, you might think, well, surely the next world must be better than this world. Uh, and also the idea of sacrifice, which was central to survival, in Australia and elsewhere in the first half of the 20th century very much resonated with religious values. In the second half of the 20th century, everything's hunky-dory, everyone's doing well, everyone's an individual. Um, you're not focused on survival, you're focused on prosperity, the here and now. So psychologically, you could say, well, we, we don't need God in the second half of the 20th century, whereas we were fearful and needed God very much in the first half of the 20th century. And we're focused very much on ourselves in this day and age. It's the rise and rise of individualism. The rise of the individual, uh, exactly. Um, uh, uh, whereas I, I, my view of the generation that came through the 20s, 30s and 40s, uh, 1920s, 30s and 40s, uh, is this was a very selfless generation, a generation that valued bizarre concepts like frugality, austerity, self-sacrifice. These were seen as virtues. Today, self-sacrifice is not really seen as a virtue. You yes. should be out there getting everything you possibly can and more. <laughs> For me, yes. For me, that's right. Is there an issue of tradition in all of this? Because a lot of church going and the embrace of faith became a tradition that was handed on down through families. I think one of the analyses that I did uh, was to look at the um, religious affiliation by single year of age from birth to the age of 100 in 1981 and at 2001. And what it shows is that Australians' propensity to believe rises to reach a peak at the age of about 13 or 14, about year eight in secondary school. And I think that that is as a consequence of the influence of the parents. So if the parents go to um, church or to Sunday school, or if you go to a religious school, then you then you follow the uh, the direction, the guidance of the family, of the family unit up to about thirteen or fourteen. Then, in both years, in 1981 and in 2011, you can see religious affiliation um, diminish. 
as the teenage years advance and it reaches a low point. In 1981, it reached a low point at the age of 27. Australians were never as godless as at the age of 27 in 1981. You're young, you're fit, you're healthy, no one dies, your parents are still alive, why do you need God, Uh, would be the view. By 2011, that low point was 23. So you're young, fit, healthy, immortal at the age of 23. Thereafter, after 27, 30 years ago, and after 23 today, Australians re-embrace faith. They, they, they return to religious affiliation. Now, I suspect that this is associated with the having of children. And then steadily throughout every decade in the life cycle, through 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and up to 90s, in both years, 30, both censuses, 30 years apart, there was an increase in religious affiliation. There is none so devout on the Australian continent than those over the age of 90 in 1981 and in 2011. And the logic is quite clear. I mean, if you... Uh, uh, if you think you're going to bump into God any day, <laughs> you're, you're, local, you're likely to believe. Yes. Uh, it's, a, it's a great comfort, obviously, to Australians uh, later in life uh, to think that there is an afterlife. The closer you get to God, the closer you get to God is the, uh, is the conclusion. In terms of that return to religion earlier in life when kids come along, what is it about that dynamic? Well, I suppose it's a return to traditional values. Uh, It's almost like between 13 and 23, uh, Australians typically turn away from a religious affiliation. But by the mid-20s, they're ready to re-embrace. And I think this is part of simply growing up, thinking about the bigger issues in life. It might be the death of a parent or a death of a grandparent, more likely, uh, in your mid, uh, mid-20s, mid uh, and also thinking about the sort of life and the sort of values that you want to impart uh, on your children. And part of those values might be, well, you know, we, we go to church, or we may not go to church, but we consider ourselves to be Catholic, or we consider ourselves to be Anglican, or whatever it is. It's Maybe it's part of the nesting process that is associated with parenting. Part it's, perhaps it's just part of growing up. Um, but the point is that uh, that steadily through the 30s, 40s and beyond, we return to uh, faith and uh, it reaches a peak. Over 90% of the population in their 90s will say that they believe in a God. That earlier drift away from the faith of our parents, is that just simply a rebellion of our teenage years or is there more at work there? Well, I suspect a part rebellion, part self-centeredness, part... It's the feeling of immortality, um, a part of, well, how was it relevant to my life? Um, it's, you become, I think, very self-centred, very individually focused uh, at that time in life. It's only as you become an adult that you see things more broadly. Yes. You see the bigger picture. You have more experience in life. You know, you might have, you might have experienced a close friend or a close relative die. And you do start to think about those things. Now, whether in fact, you know, that should be expressed in a return to traditional religion or in some other form of spirituality, who knows? But, uh, uh, but uh, throughout, as part of the growing up process is the embrace of spirituality. Uh, I actually provide all of this advice to business, of course, and uh, uh, my advice to business is if you're selling products to people over 60 and 70 and 80, might be financial products or, or whatever, housing or whatever it is, 
spirituality is an important, incredibly important part of these people's lives. Now, you might be a 35-year-old salesman or a 40-year-old CEO. You need to be respectful of the culture, the values, the behaviour and the thinking of people 60, 70, 80 and 90. This is very important to them and it's very central to their lives. What would your advice be to those Anglo-Christian churches that have seen such a hemorrhage of their numbers and those who are committed to them to try and draw those people back or keep those people in the tent? Well, look, to some extent, um, I think that uh, rebellion and turning away is, is, is part of the Australian pathway. Um, it's a question of welcoming them back in their late 20s and 30s. Now, there may be programs, there may be facilities, there may be thinking, there may be literature, I'm not sure. But I think you need to simply accept that between, say, 13 and 23, uh, there is a turn away, and between 23 and 33, there is a return. You need to be welcoming, non-judgmental, um, uh, um, and and to, to welcome them back with, with open arms. I think that's... Uh, just accept the flow of uh, Australian life cycle behaviour. It's a very, very important and uh, interesting piece of analysis. Very grateful for you joining us on Open House. Bernard Sol, thank you very much for your time. My pleasure. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.